You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Steven. And I'm Brett. And we are the Broadway, the Broadway Husbands. We're just your all-American <laughs> married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. Yeah, make sure you check out our Instagram at Broadway Husbands. We are posting daily and uh, we have some really fun partnerships coming up on there so you don't want to miss anything there and also we are so proud to be members of the Broadway Podcast Network bpn.fm backslash husbands is where you can go to check out all of the amazing podcasts that are themed towards Broadway and uh, some amazing podcast hosts as well all of whom have made their living uh, in theater so make sure you check out the Broadway Podcast Network now we also do you want to talk about Broadway Life Apparel? Yeah. You want to check out Broadway Life Apparel? <laughs> <laughs> right, you're better at talking about it than I am. Well, Broadway Life Apparel is uh, our own apparel line that we designed for people who love theater and people who work in the theater. So it's uh, cute and comfy clothes for living your best Broadway life. And we are coming out with new designs this month. New designs this month. We're so excited. And we're kind of getting onto a great routine where we're going to have new designs every month. And we're also going to be, of course, launching a sale during uh, Cyber Monday, Black Friday, and Small Business Saturday. So make sure you check out Broadway Life Apparel. Get on our email list so you don't miss the sales as they come out, and especially our new designs as they are released. Probably some good ones coming up. Broadwaylifeapparel.com. All right. So, oh, and if you're a ballet dancer, you're looking for a class, make sure you check out Stephen Hanna, stephenrhanna.com. He is offering ballet privates as well as group classes through Ballet Academy East and uh, other places. So check out Stephen Hanna and uh, check out Brett Schubert as well if you're looking for coaching for your business, your small business, or for life. All right, now on to the episode. Enough plugging. Let's talk about... What are we talking about today, Stephen? We are going to talk about our fitness routine. Yeah. So let's talk about our fitness routine. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's... Okay, why don't we go back to just like go through this year because I think... I think actually what I would like to talk about is how... how my fitness routine or and yours has evolved since we met each other. Yeah. Because when I met you, I was doing Beauty and the Beast. Right. And I was really good about, I was eating very clean. You remember that? Yes. I would like eat every three hours. I would make a protein shake. I had a trainer that I worked out with, Rick Denhanian. Who I eventually worked out with too. Who was great. I was probably in the best shape ever of my life. I was also in my early to mid twenties, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, for me, like my best routine was uh, working out uh, daily, doing some sort of workout, either yoga, weight training, and eating really clean, like not eating dairy, not eating uh, a ton of processed foods, uh, and I would like have 
a really clean protein shake in the morning and I would eat like a protein bar at intermission and I would have a protein shake leaving the theater. Do you remember that? Of course I remember it. And I was so, so like really good about it. Well, I mean, I don't remember it that well because it was in the beginning of part of our relationship. So it was We weren't like, living together. It's not like we were living together. We were seeing each other outside and yeah. But I, really I remember. But for you, what was your routine like at that time? When we met each other, mm-hmm. um, well, I, I mean, I was definitely like dancing a ton, so there was that, and then I was really starting to um, explore. Sorry, I'm like really dehydrated. Really um, starting to explore um, weightlifting and just doing more outside exercise than I had before. Um, uh, Cause once I got sober, um, I really started kind of using the gym, um, I think to get out energy, I think is what was happening. So when, when I, when I met you, I was obviously dancing a ton and then I was, uh, I was working out. I was doing like a lot of cardio. I remember I did a lot of cardio at that time, like I would do cardio for like 45 minutes to an hour almost daily, which sounds really crazy right now. Um, and you were dancing so much. And I was dancing and I was lifting weights. Um, so, but it wasn't really like any sort of plan or structure thing. It was kind of, um, I had, would just go into the gym and do whatever I felt like doing. And I was never really taught how to lift weights at that point. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of like, fanatically going and trying to do as much as I could because I had a lot of energy to burn. Yeah, but I think the thing I learned about myself is I really need to have someone holding me accountable because like, the only reason I was in that great shape was because I was paying like a trainer. I could afford to do that mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And it held me accountable. I'd have to show up for that appointment and he would force me to work harder than I would do without him. And... And then, because I've never, I mean, unless I like go take a class, which is then like, I think maybe the second time I was probably really great about a regular routine was during Paramore. Mm-hmm. And I would go to like Barry's boot camp two or three times a week. And I would go to yoga two or three times a week. And I really need like an instructor because I am like so ADD that by myself, I just get too distracted. It's it's just, I start thinking about other things and I want to just do those things instead. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of similar too. Um, In the beginning, so like I said, I was like working out, but I didn't really, I felt like I didn't know a lot. Um, And then early on in our relationship, I started working out with the trainer that Brett was working out with because he and his husband, his husband was a chiropractor and his, at the time I was still like really, having a hard time with my back. I was oh, coming right. back from a injury, a back and hip injury. And my back was still like, not as good as it could be. And I couldn't like figure out how to get it. It just, it was just stuck. Yeah. Like I couldn't, it just wasn't moving forward anyways. So I went to see this amazing chiropractor, um, Dr. Margolin, and he was the first person that could get my back. Um, to move really is what was happening yeah. <laughs> to like kind of um, crack it back in and just like give it some mobility that it d- hadn't had in a while. And um, 
so then I started working out with his husband and that's where I really learned, you know, um, like proper weight training and technique. Um, and again, I loved it too, because I loved going, I loved being told what to do. And I loved kind of like working out really hard and also getting real results for the first time. Um, and then eventually I started working out with another trainer who um, really taught me a lot. His name was Mark Miller. That was and in Queens, right? That was in Queens when we lived in Queens and he was amazing. Uh, I believe that he's still a personal trainer. If you look him up, I'm sure he's still working and he, he brought me huge results and taught me a lot too. Um, so look him up, but, um, but yeah, so I think it was just like an evolution kind of thing. It was like, I was really fit because I, a, I was young and B because I had danced consistently my whole life and was doing, you know, at, at a certain point I did a lot of Pilates. Like I was addicted to Pilates. I, you know, I've, I've gone through phases of doing all kinds of things, but then, then I started working out with another trainer and he got me in like, you know, uh, probably the bulkiest I've ever been. Yeah. You were big. Um, and I think for me to be bulky is pretty, it's, I had to do a lot to do it. Meaning like I had to work out a lot and I was definitely eating a ton and my schedule at the time was really crazy. Um, but I got results, you know, I don't know if they were the results that I necessarily wanted um, once I got them <laughs> um, because I was very tight. Um, so for me, it just like it just felt counterproductive. But um, but I did get really good results. You know what I mean? I just I don't think that I was clear as to like how it was going to make me look or make me move. Um, and, um, yeah. Yeah. But the challenge for me, you know, Steven, because you're so active with your dancing <laughs> and I think that genetically because of your, because you've done that for so long and your body's just like used to it, like right. that your body just retains its natural, like lean, muscle like you you still have a six-pack you still have like i for me like especially as i've like entered a new decade in my life i'm ha i'm just noticing that my metabolism and i think genetically i think my it's probably part of it too is my family doesn't necessarily have like lean genes but um but i've just noticed like for me with this quarantine life having you know add and not and not really being able to motivate myself, I've just really had a challenge getting into a consistent routine. Mm. And it's so easy in New York to burn calories because you walk All everywhere. The time, yeah. You you just don't even know how much you walk until you live somewhere else. You know, like even just those three months we were in Pittsburgh, we had to make a real intention to get out and walk. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And it made a huge difference when we did it. It made a huge difference and it was also to our psyche and to our fitness. It was also like kind of not easy, but it was once we started doing it, it became really easy because there were like all these great tr walking trails close to where we were staying. And, um, you know, it just became really fun and there are a lot of hills. So anytime you walked, even if it was for like 20 minutes, it was a good workout because there were hills. Um, Whereas now we are in Texas. Well, now there's nowhere to walk where we live. Yeah. 
Well, there is around kind of, I guess, the property, but it's not really... It's not a lot. There's yeah, no trails. There's no trail. And, like, you could walk, like, two miles, maybe. Yeah. Um, if you do, like, a loop. You know, there's no way to there's no way to just, like, get on a trail and kind of get lost, which was kind of fun in, in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And in New York, you know, you got to walk to the train. You got to walk to work. You got to... You gotta, you're just constantly on the move and now so now i understand a little bit differently and I, maybe i just i knew it but i think i didn't understand it why it's so easy for people in suburban life to put on weight because it's like you're either sitting at a desk all day which is what i'm doing now or sitting in the car and you're barely walking like i if i so i'm i'm setting a new intention for myself now that it's november to get more miles in i'm starting to pay attention again and i think the thing that i have to say to myself right now and this is for anyone listening like there's a freaking pandemic happening it mm. is okay don't beat yourself up if you're not getting a regular routine in. you're not feeling great about your body you know because that's how i am right now i don't feel great it does i don't feel confident I don't feel like I want to take any photos of myself because I don't think anything looks good on me right now. And um, and that's just based on how I feel, you know, not necessarily saying that, like, you have to be like ripped to to look good. I just want to feel good. And if I felt good, then um, and I think that part of that is psychology. Like, I I honestly have worked with like a nutritionist in the past and you know I've always done a lot of research on nutrition because I do think that our mind body connection is is a very important connection to have and I think that if you're not in your body and aware of your body you know you're going to have a hard time um feeling confident psychologically and so you know I I do know that I suffer from like body dysmorphia meaning I don't really have a very clear picture of what my body really like you know like i judge it like i think it's i think it's worse than it is right. i don't really look in a mirror what i see is not what everybody else sees um you know we'll take photos like shirtless photos or whatever and uh you know and and i'll and i'll post it anyway just because i know that i'm not really aware mm -hmm. like i know that i what i see is like mortifying to me but i'm like whatever I'm going to just allow us to post it or whatever. But I look back on pictures from 10 years ago where I remember thinking at that time when we took the photo, oh my God, I'm so out of shape. I don't look good. And I look back and I'm like, I wish I looked like that right now. Like <laughs> I was like, you know, so I, I know that I don't have a very clear picture. I think part of that is cultural. I think part of that is when you're, you know, in the gay community, yeah. the gay community um, especially Pushes a certain social, you know, that's why I love that account, gay fat friend. If you don't know that account oh, on Instagram, so he's funny. so funny because, you know, it's ridiculous. The expectations that we put on ourselves in the gay community to have this godlike body. Yeah. And we praise all these people who do have it and these accounts. And I mean, it is nice to look at that yeah. for sure. Aesthetically, but to hold yourself to that expectation, I think, just sets you up for failure because the people who have those ridiculously ripped bodies, you know, even Stephen knows, you were just saying, like, it required 
lots of work. It required eating lots more food. It requires like an impossible, yeah, it's just not normal well, amount like at the, of yeah, like those kinds of things for me just weren't sustain sustainable because in order to achieve certain things, and then I then I would have to go to work and be as physical as I have to be, and then it would hurt or I would be tight. Um, you know, it just wasn't ideal. Um, but you know, as time's gone on, I've definitely figured out a way to do like, to get in the reps and things that I want to do and kind of look and kind of look the way I want to look, um, with as much mobility as possible. Um, you know, but I think ultimately what's happening now is that I'm, I'm really not dancing as much. So, you know, Brett was talking about like buying body and mind connection and nutrition. And I think for me, like my mind body connection and my overall um, happiness and health is really linked to um, physical movement um, as opposed, I mean, I'm not saying that nutrition isn't important, but I'm just saying like, for me, I think when I feel my best is when I'm like in a peak physical state, you know, like, um, like I get off or become happy because I've moved, you know, or because I've danced. And so now I find myself kind of figuring out how to constantly dance. Like I'm teaching a lot. And so now the battle for me is to not dance too much, mm. but like, I'm kind of, I like, like to do it so much. So when I'm teaching, I have to actually, um, you really kind of tell myself beforehand, like you, you've done too much already today. Like you can't do that step again, or you can't, you know what I mean? Like, I, cause I feel like I'm overdoing it and I'm wearing my and body then you're out. Sore and I'm you're sore and I'm in pain. Yeah. So like I'm in, <laughs> in this really strange place of trying to juggle my mental health, which sometimes I think is attached to um, me being really physical. Well, I think what's interesting too, like for dancers and for and, and for for people in in our industry, when you're working and when you're in rehearsals, especially, you're in front of a mirror all the time. I mean, even when you're in a show in your dressing room, you have a mirror. So you're constantly looking at yourself, you're constantly seeing yourself and you don't, you just kind of get used to it. And so I think that to have like that, I don't have that now. Like I literally look like in a mirror when I brush my teeth and that's yeah, like, we only have one mirror in this apartment. We don't even have like a, a body. Like I don't even know <laughs> what I look like. Sometimes we take a photo for Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, that's what I'm looking like. Whoa. You know, like I, oh, that's what my clothes look like. They're wrinkled. You know, like I don't even realize it because I can't necessarily see it. And I think that's pandemic life too. But I do notice that for myself, that that level of accountability that a mirror holds is always a great motivator. And if I'm not getting into a space where I see myself, and I'm aware of my body and I'm aware of myself, like then I, then I'm not gonna, it's, it's, it's a good motivator. Don't you think as a dancer? Yeah. I mean, it's a great motivator and it's also, 
it's also it can be like a double-edged sword too right i mean it can be a great motivator and it can also be like the source of pain because you're trying to change something that shouldn't really be changed or your your goal feels like you're never meeting it because you're being too hard on yourself so yeah, but yes, Amir is a good motivator. <laughs> it's actually funny, like when I teach for long periods of time, speaking of Amir, I always get mad at myself if I haven't like put product in my hair because because I have to look at myself when I, you know, teach, like there's a mirror, right? So I see myself and if my hair looks ridiculous and I'm in there for like hours, I'm like, oh my God, if I have to look at my hair like this one more time. So yeah. So yeah, Amir is a good motivator. For so, sure. so now we're in to month, what, is this month seven, nine? I guess this I is month know, September, September, nine. September. Yeah. We're going into month nine of quarantine, of pandemic life, which I realize there are some states and some places that have opened up. But, um, but for us, it's been very important that we still continue to isolate as much as possible and be socially distant. Even while, you know, Stephen's working, we're not, you know, we're not going and sitting in restaurants. We're not going to public events. And, and I definitely don't, I have a hard time even with a gym in our building. Yeah, we have a gym Spending in our a lot of time at the gym, uh, it makes me nervous. I, you know, I'll wear a mask um, if, especially if there's other people in there. I will take it off to, if there's no one in there and I'm just in one little corner and I wipe everything down um that's my that's my current um thing but i i'm so uncomfortable that i don't spend a lot of time i will literally go in there for 30 minutes and then i'll leave because i'm just nervous people are going to come in I, it's i know it's like and i think everyone has their own level of comfort right now yeah but that's really where i'm having a hard time going there and spending like the time that i need to really work up a sweat yeah, I have the same thing, but I've been able to go. Usually I'll just go with like some sort of like weightlifting plan. But there have been a, many times that I've gone there and there's like three people in there. And I when there's three people in there, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Usually if there's one person or two people and they're like kind of in different areas, I'll go and I'll go to the other part. Um, but yeah, I have the same thing. But we also have some weights here. Yeah, so we bought so, we bought dumbbells in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, and we have them brought them here, and we have bands. And I started working with a company called Built for the Stage, who also has a podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. Built for the Stage basically sends me workouts in an app on my phone that I can do every day. Do I do them every day? Yes. No. <laughs> do I want to do them every day? Yes. But for some reason, again, I'm having a hard time really pushing myself to get my butt up in the morning and do it. When I do do it, and I have been consistent at times throughout this nine months, I feel great. I've, I feel like I look great, regardless of like what, if, whether I look great, I feel like I look great and I'm okay with my body, right? And that's really what, I think fitness is, is not necessarily like trying to look like other people on Instagram, but how do you feel? Do you feel confident? Do you feel good in your body? And when I'm working out consistently and I'm breaking a sweat on a consistent basis, I do feel good. Oh yeah. And I think that that's why what I was saying, why I was saying is because 
I have always sweat and like gotten my heart rate really high and um and it's definitely a big change right now because I'm not always doing that. So we took this other this other friend of ours, Daxton Bloomquist, yes. has like some really cool high intensity workouts that that might be the highest I've gotten my heart rate this whole time. This whole yeah. time is his classes. Yeah. Because he really it's a group class on Zoom and it just like forces you to get your heart rate up. That was pretty great. Mm -hmm. And then there's a Peloton bike in the gym. So I use that. I've been using that for the last few weeks. And that's great because the impact of doing anything more than that really hurts my body. So really trying to figure out still what that routine is for me. The thing that my body reacts to the most, because I think because of my history of dancing, is, is anything movement-based. So like a yoga class really is great for me um and and even like when we're dancing if we're just making a reel oh like, yeah <laughs> that gets my heart rate up and it feels yeah. good and i've also been um when i can i get to work early and try and give myself a ballet class which most of the time is pretty easy but other times it's it's hard to be motivated because you know i'm not really <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing this for? But, but it's because I like it and I like the way it makes me feel. And I still ultimately would love to dance again at some point if the opportunity arises. Um, you know, but I, I do like, I guess that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a little bit of class. And then when I teach, sometimes I'm like dancing up a storm, um, <laughs> like to get people to do what they're supposed to do. Um, and then... And then I've been lifting weights. And, um, you know, I really like to follow this guy... His name is Jeff Cavallari. He's a athlete X. Um, he has like a, a YouTube channel. He is on Instagram also, but I like him because he gives um, great workouts and um, but he also is like a teacher as well. So he kind of explains the muscle groups and why you're doing what you're doing. And he's really thorough. So you should check him out too. Yeah. And if you guys have routines or trainers or classes that you like online, send them to us. Go shoot us an email or a message on Instagram and let us know because we're always, we're still trying to figure out our routine right now and we're open to ideas. We don't have a lot of space. Yeah, we do. Mm, not for both of us, for one of us to work out maybe in here. No, both of us. <laughs> Every time we try to make our reels or something in here, we're just like kicking each other. <laughs> That's not true. It's not? No. So you, now you're saying I'm a liar? No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, what are you saying? We can make room. We make room. <laughs> we figure it out. Um, so anyway, send us your routine. Send us, let us know what you're doing to get your heart rate and stamina up during this time. And um, now we're going to move into a segment that we call Spotlight on Love. Love. So we have people write in, and if you want to write in to us, please do. Uh, whatever advice or questions you have right now around relationships, dating, family, doesn't really matter. And then we'll offer our fully unqualified advice in return. So send us a message at Broadway Husbands on Instagram, and we might read your question out loud on the next episode. So today's question is from an anonymous person. And they say, my wife wants to make a consistent workout routine. And I find that sometimes I'm a bad influence on her because I don't hold her accountable. What can I do to support her on the school when it is something I feel something I feel I don't I don't need to, need do. to do. 
Huh. Well, I think, I guess my first thing would be maybe you can like look at and see like what it is you need to do. And like, maybe there's something you can, so that there's something you can both do together and like make the plan, your fitness goals kind of like coincide together so that there's a part of your routine that goes with your wife's routine. I think you could also, whenever you see them slipping, don't feel bad to call them out. I think that it's important to keep them on track and know that the end game, they'll feel good. They may kind of resist you telling them you got to keep it up and like go for it. But I think in the end, they'll feel better because then they'll have done what they wanted to do. So I think holding them accountable is important and actually like calling them out when they're not doing it. Um, and even if they, if they resist, if she resists you, just go for it because in the end, they just want to feel good. And then if they feel good, they'll be nice to you anyways. I think that from, I think that maybe helping that person, your wife set a schedule, like going, okay, what time let's look at our schedule. When are you going to work out? When am I going to work out? If I'm working out, then you'll work out and we're like helping each other as opposed to like, if you're just like, well, I don't need to do that. So she can just do it on her own. Then she probably doesn't feel like she's supported. supported. And also she probably feels like, well, why do I need to do this? If, if he, if he doesn't care, like, right. You know, I don't need to do this if they don't really care. So, um, you know, I think that. It's definitely tricky right now, but I think that a big part of the thing that helps me is when I, when I commit to a schedule and I stick to it, but I know with Steven, like it helps me too, to feel like when I come back from that schedule, that there's like, oh, you did it. Like there's like a support there that it's like acknowledging that that is something, you know, that you're in support of. And that you're like there to support that action, even though it may feel small to you because it's not a priority for her. It's a, it's probably a big deal for her to get motivated and get her butt to the gym. Um, so I, I say just like make it a celebration, make it a, but put it into a schedule and help her be accountable to it. And, um, because that's probably right now what, we all need the most yeah. with anything is right. some accountability. Accountability. And I think that um, if you if it's something you can plan and be doing it together, then the, the more likely it'll actually happen. But you have to Both make it a priority. You can't just have her make it a priority. You have to yeah. make it a priority too. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, she's probably, if, she, if you don't feel you need to do it, then she's probably just like, oh, well, if he doesn't need to do it, then I don't need to do right. it. Right. So make it a priority and get going. All right. Send us your uh, messages on Instagram. We can't wait to see what you guys tell us about your fitness routines. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. And let us know what you want to hear on this podcast uh, as well. We got some future guests coming up as we wrap up 2020 and head into the new year. Thank God we're getting out of this year. Hopefully 2021 (laughs) will be a great year. And don't forget to love who you love. And love what you do.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.